thank you tonight. I ask that you speak to our hearts. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you lift us up into the very presence of the living God and give us that spirit of wisdom and understanding and the knowledge of you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. The key to uh, really walking with God is basically hearing the word and doing it. Uh, Once you hear God's word in any area, if you make up your mind at the time that you're hearing the word, that you are going to do God's words regardless, God is found a friend. That's the key for every believer. It takes time to grow when you keep hearing the word and you keep postponing on acting on the word of God. God does not know what's in your heart, I believe. He knows all things, but he waits until you act, until you act on his word. Then he knows that you really mean business. He will allow you to be tested. The Bible tells us that. God has a way. There's a principle in the way God does his things. And we really need to get that down. I was talking to my brother in Nigeria. I said to him this morning, I live by principles. Sometimes the principles I'm living by doesn't make sense to some people. But I know what the word says. And I'm going to live by that. And then you have so much peace because you're living by the principles born out of the word of God. Sometimes these principles are against you, what you're doing currently. But you need to reverse yourself immediately and begin to do what the word says. Then God has a friend. It takes away fear. It takes away all those anxiety and discomfort and brings so much peace and confidence in God that he's going to take care of you. This world is full of trouble. Just get it down. Trouble every day. One thing after another. Every one of us, going, we're going through it. You deal with one, another one shows up. And it's a fulfillment of God's word. God says, a man born of a woman, if you're on the earth, your days are few. And these days, these days, your days are full of trouble. That will not cease. That's what God says. The word is settled in heaven. So we are constantly living with trouble. But Jesus said, in the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yes, you'll be. Tribulation will come to you. Troubles will come to you. But don't let it bother you. Because I've already taken care of all of that. That's what he's saying. But you have to be a doer of the word. I'm going to start tonight. The message is, uh, praise, I title it, Praise is Beautiful. It's about praise tonight. But I want to start with this scripture in James chapter 1, verse 22. It says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only. So you can be a hearer only, and not a doer. But God wants you to be a doer of the word. We're talking about praise. Now, you're going to find out that praising God is really up to you. It's a decision that you have to make. You can be conscious of what people think and don't want to express your praise to God. God notices. He knows it. That that's what's going on in your heart. 
you can make that conscious decision. I'm going to do whatever it takes to praise God. I don't care. And you may not feel anything. And, 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 and serving God has nothing to do with feeling. It has a whole lot to do with choice. Amen. You make that choice and it's registered in heaven. Don't be a hearer of the word only, but be a doer of the word. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So when you're not doing the word, guess what? You're just deceiving yourself. You're going to church, (laughs) you're hurting yourself. That's what it's saying. You're really hurting yourself. You think you're advancing in the kingdom of God because you're hearing the word, but if you're not doing the word, you're not going anywhere. You're just deceiving yourself that things are going to be okay. You need to be a doer of the word. And there's a lot of principles in the word, and when you hear it, God speaking to you, make up your mind, I'm going to do that also, in addition to what I've been doing. And if you set your heart in that kind of place, God would have found a friend. Will trouble cease from coming to you? No, probably more trouble. Because God is wanting to see if you will continue to do His word regardless. He says it, you can read in Deuteronomy chapter 8. He said, I put you through the wilderness. I also caused you to suffer hunger. And it was a test. And I wanted you to know that man does not live by bread alone. But by every word that comes out of the reason why I put you through hunger, so you begin to trust God's word. The reason I put you through the wilderness these 40 years, I'm testing you. God says, he's not hiding it from you. I'm testing you to see what is in your heart. So you can know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from God's mouth. So you have to be a doer of God's word. You know, when you hear God's word, you have a decision to make. Especially in the area we're talking about tonight, praise, praising God. You have a decision to make. And I'm going to share the word of God with you, and then it's up to you. Many, many times, we're so concerned about what people think. I've told myself, i got nothing to prove to anybody. So I can, be, I can afford to be myself. I've got nothing to prove. <laughs> Paul says... To live is Christ. To die is gain. It doesn't matter. Everything is for Jesus Christ. I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. So in other words, I'm not living for myself. Christ is living his life through me, and i got nothing to prove to anybody. Some will like you. Some will hate you. <laughs> just accept it. That's just the way it is. We don't get, Angela and I don't get worried anymore. It used to be at the early, the beginning, people come, and when they leave, we're wondering, doing everything, please get them back. Ah, let them go where God wants them to go. Why should I keep them here when God doesn't want them here? Amen. <laughs> and anything can happen, you know, so it doesn't bother me. I know they are children of God. You understand what I'm saying? Just because they don't stay at the Ark Fellowship doesn't mean they are not children of God. They are children of God. Let them be where God wants them to be. That's where they will grow. They'll cause me trouble if they stay here. <laughs> Amen? They are where God wants them to be, so we don't stress about that. But those that God is called to be with us, they will grow here. If they go somewhere else, they'll cause them trouble. They need to be here. 
Amen. So we just settle that in. And don't worry and believe God's going to bring those that he's ordained to do the work of the Ark Fellowship. But be sure that once you hear God's word, your responsibility is to act on it. God doesn't know until you act on it. I know he knows all things. But he said of Abraham, after Abraham took his knife to kill his son, he said, now I know. Oh, you're showing God something? God said, now I know. He waited for Abraham to take his son, right? His servants, the wood and everything, walked maybe three days, and he didn't say anything, just watching to see if he would really get it up. Now, for me, as soon as he gets to the top of the mountain, hey, Abraham, don't worry about it, you can go back now. No, he waited until the sun was on the altar, and his knife was up. And then God said, now I know. He was God that held his hand up, otherwise that boy would have died in the natural so the way God is, you can say you believe all of that. And Abraham can tell God, you know I love you. Why do we have to go through this? What is this about? Well, what are you trying to do to me? You know? Then they argue, but God, the, the heaven will be silent. God will not say what to him. He's waiting for him to obey. So in the same way, the same vein, once you hear God's word, make up your mind. It doesn't matter anymore. This is what God says. I'm going to do it. If God says to praise me, I'm going to praise him. I don't care if they think I'm nuts. I'm going to praise him. Because if you do it, God would have found a friend. And then you find your freedom in that area. And in other areas as well. Because God begins to enlarge your, your tent. Amen. So we need to obey God. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Is the doer of the word that's blessed in the word, not the hearer. It's when you do the word that you will understand. Sometimes God tells you to do something and it doesn't make sense. And until you do it, you will not understand. I heard a story about this fellow that was crying out to God, God, please, just tell me whatever you tell me to do, I will do it. And God said to him, I want you to go into that convenience store and i want you to stand on your head by the wall wall there does that make sense what has god got got to to do with that kind of stuff and so he said okay i believe this is coming from god because it's a strange thought you know nobody thinks about standing on your head in a convenience store so he knew this must be coming from God. If you're thinking that way, something must be wrong with your head. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> but he went in, and, and then he saw the guy standing by, the, the kachar standing by his place there. And he went in and, and did his thing and walked out. But not knowing this fellow was saying, God, if you are really there, tell somebody to come and stand up with their head down here in this place. And that's what happened. I read this story. But God would have found a friend. If he will do that, he'll do anything God tells him to do. He wouldn't care about somebody watching him. Basically, looked at the guy. I'm not here for you. I'm going to obey my God. Did it, walked out. And got somebody's heart connected with God Almighty. Tonight, I'll be speaking on praising God. Psalm 147 verse 1 tells us, Praise the Lord, for it is good to and praise is beautiful. Praise is 
beautiful. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. You can't just stand there when others are praising God and you're not singing. You need to praise God. It is pleasant before God. It pleases God when you praise Him. Do you want to please God? Many times we're thinking about doing all kinds of stuff. God says, when you praise me, it pleases me. And He says, praise is beautiful. Praise is beautiful. It is a beautiful thing to praise God. When you stand out there and you are praising God, God looks down and sees some beautiful woman. Amen. A great looking man. One just worshiping him. Praise is beautiful. And I'm going to tell, turn it a little bit. This is a beautiful thing. You're looking for what God created, something that's beautiful. Flowers are beautiful, right? Those things are pleasant to look at. It says, it is pleasant, right? Those things are pleasant to look at. When you're praising God, that's a pleasant thing going on there. As far as he sees it, that's a beautiful thing going on there. You don't have to do it in church. You can do it at home. That's a beautiful thing. He says, it is pleasant. Amen? Just as you, want, you want look at the flower, it's pleasant to look at it, and it gives you that good feeling. You know? And think about it. Our husband brings flowers, beautiful flowers, to the, uh, to the wife, and it's beautiful. Her heart is touched. It's very pleasant. Praise is what? Praise is beautiful. God says, you want to be beautiful before God? Praise Him. You want to be standing in church, being beautiful before the, the Lord God Almighty? Start praising Him. He sees you different when you're doing that. But when you stand up there and you're so concerned about what people think, uh, God doesn't see a beautiful thing. Better stay home that way. Just come in here. Just stay home and be beautiful to your television, whatever you're doing. But praise, God says, is pleasant, for it is pleasant. He said it's a good thing to sing praises to God. It's pleasant. It's very pleasing to Him. We know that faith pleases God. Praise pleases God. And He says praise is beautiful before God. That's why the Bible calls when we come into that. It's a garment of what? Garment of praise. You look beautiful. When you praise God, you put on a very beautiful garment before the Lord. Amen? You're beautiful. It's, it's a wonderful thing. In Psalm 92, verse 1 and 2, it says, For it is a good thing, good, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. To declare your loving kindness. It's telling you what it is to praise God. Anytime you praise God, it's not just the lifting up of hands alone. Come with words. Amen? Declare something. That's praising God. Just lifting your hand is good, but come also with words. It says to declare, to declare His loving kindness in the morning. And your faithfulness 
every night. That's praising God. Declare His loving kindness. When you're going out, you don't know what's going to be happening to you as you go out, but you have already declared to Him in worship and in praise how loving He is, how kind He is to you, how good He is to you. So what do you carry when you leave your home? In the morning, you carry God's loving kindness everywhere you go. And when you come back in the evening, because His loving kindness has been with you, it demonstrates His faithfulness. So in the evening, before you go to God, you declare how faithful He's been to you. When you come to God, don't just come lifting your hand. Come to Him with words. Words of praise. Tell Him who you believe He is to you. I will say unto the Lord, you are my what? You have to say it. Amen. You have to declare it to him. That's praising him. Tell him how good he has been to you. Tell him the things that he's done in your life. They'll bring tears to your eyes. Amen. And as you're doing that, you're looking beautiful before him. Amen. He will have respect to your sacrifice. Just like he did with Abel, right? As you worship him. As you declare how beautiful he is, how good, his tender mercies. Just saying that alone touches heaven and opens the windows of heaven for goodness to be poured upon your life. Remember, don't be hearers of the word only, but be a doer. Be deliberate about it. It may not start with any kind of feeling, amen, but be deliberate. It won't be too long. The feeling will catch up. Amen? And you feel good. God is not against feeling. But He doesn't want you to live by feelings. The feelings will be there. And every day, I should declare His faithfulness every night. So through the night, His faithfulness protects you against whatever plan the enemy is coming against your life with. And delivers you from every trouble. The way he says, no evil will come near your dwelling. That's what he says, Psalm 91. No evil. I just wish that Christians will obey God's word. And I'm talking to myself as well. And enjoy his goodness. And his love and blessings upon our life. He's so beautiful. Let me show you some things that praise would do for us. Why this thing is so beautiful. Uh, The devil is so ugly. (laughs) And he likes ugly things. (laughs) Amen. If you praise the devil, you look ugly. (laughs) At least before God. (laughs) But praise is such a powerful thing. And thanksgiving is a part of praise. Amen. When you thank him, you're telling him what he's already done, and you're declaring what he's going to do. You remember before Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead? He praised God. He thanked him. He said, I thank you, my father, because you always hear me. Amen? And before he broke the bread, he gave thanks, right? And then he broke the bread, and the miracle came after that. Miracles follow praise and thanksgiving. Miracles always will follow. In Psalm 1, one uh, forty nine, uh, beginning from verse five through nine, God basically is saying, 
praise is a privilege, an honor that he is given to the saints. Praise is honor for you. That's the honor God is putting into your hands. He says, let the saints, how many saints do we have here tonight? I hate it when people say, I'm just a sinner. Who told you you're a sinner? Saved by grace. You are a saint. Amen? According to the word of God. You don't have to die to be dead to be called a saint. Paul didn't write to dead people. He wrote to the saints in Ephesus. They were living people that could read. Dead people don't read books here. (laughs) Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let the saints, every believer, be joyful in God's glory. Because God's glory is upon your life. You got glory over your life. So rejoice in that glory. Be joyful. Let them sing aloud in their beds. Please don't do that when your wife is sleeping. (laughs) Or your husband is not singing aloud. Maybe go to the shower and do it. Amen. But what does it saying? You don't have to be in church to do that. Amen? You don't have to be in church to sing aloud. Sing aloud in your car while you're going to work and they're threatening to fire you. Amen? Sing aloud in your car. Do it in your bed if you can. It says, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud in their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. So, that tells you, praising is not just lifting up your hands. Amen? Sometimes Pastor uh, Jason says, let's worship, let's praise the Lord. And we just lift our hands. I like to say things to him. That's even more. Amen? Just lifting your hands, that's good. But speak words to him. Speak words to him. Tell him how good he's been to you. Tell him about how good he's taking care of your children, your husband, your wife. Tell him how great he's taking care of you, your finances. And declare that you know that more is coming. God, you took care of that. I know I still have this problem, but you're bigger than that. God, you're so big, I don't even worry about that. You're telling him, because I know you're bigger than that problem. You take care of him. You're praying and praising him at the same time. You get your answer. Amen. That's why you must declare with your mouth. Don't just lift your, your hands, but declare as you declare how good he is. You're the same God that took care of David. I know you take care of me. That's praising him. You're so good. You're so faithful. You took care of Joseph. You're already praising him, right? You're telling him what he did with Joseph. And then you say, here I am. Do the same thing for me. Amen. And he understands when you're talking about Joseph. He knew what he did with Joseph. And he knew what, he would know exactly what you're talking about. He says, son, daughter, I understand what you're saying. I'll do it again. Amen. God does everything again. So let the praise be in your mouth. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth. If you can't do it, why would God ask you to do it? You can have high praises. God says you can. You just haven't done it. So you make up your mind, I'm going to discover high praises of God today. So you kneel or you stand, lift up your hand, and begin to tell him things. You know, 
Words are so powerful. Do you know that? And when you are using divine words, the words of God back to Him in relation to your life, and things are happening in the, in the supernatural that you can't even imagine. And you know, the Bible says, God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you ask, or even imagine, I think. If you want to put it that way, think or imagine. So you imagine in all this glory, and you can imagine how great God is with all these mighty angels around your house, amen, even though you can't see them. As you speak them to Him, guess what? They appear. Amen. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Amen. So we have to speak. That's why I believe that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God was suffers violence. You can't be quiet. Amen. That's why David said to his soul, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Speak to yourself. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. If you don't like it, get out, because I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm commanding you to bless God. That's deliberate. Amen. I don't feel like it, but I'm going to tell my soul, you bless God, because I know there are some benefits for me. Amen. There are benefits. And God's word will not fall to the ground. If we are believers, this is what I tell myself. We're all natural. We're humans. When he gets overwhelmed, I say, I know there is a God. Amen? I don't doubt there is a God. There is God. Jesus is alive. He's risen from the dead. And if he's seated at God's right hand, I'm fine. And I declare that to God. And let the devil hear it. Amen? That my confidence is in God. And I'm going to make it. It may not be tonight, but I'm going to make it. Satan, you'll see it. That's why the Bible says he prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And they can only watch. They can taste of it. Amen? And they can't do anything about it. It says, let the high presence of God be in your mouth and a two-edged sword in your hand. The day I see you carrying a sword to church, I'll tell them to hold back, hold you back. <laughs> Don't let that man come in. He's, he has bad intentions. <laughs> he says, well, I'm coming to praise God, Pastor, and I brought my sword. Say, Michael, hold him down. <laughs> Something is wrong here. But what's he talking about? Your mouth. Amen? To a sword. The word of God. In your mouth. As you declare it. The praises in your mouth. And then you got God's word in your mouth. As you put that two-edged sword out from your mouth. Declaring what you believe God's going to do for you. Amen. Based on his word. You're telling him. And I'm coming to this one with word Sunday afternoon. And this Sunday is really important because my friend Timpy is going to be here. A great woman of God. But. You declare, the Lord is my shepherd. And you tell God, as long as you are alive, I will never know want. Why can't you declare that? You don't hold tomorrow. He holds tomorrow, right? 
You don't have anything to do. All things are possible with him. So what's stopping you from declaring what he said? You didn't make him say that. He said that. And he recorded it in the scriptures for you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So you praise him with that word. Amen. Tell him that because he has become your good shepherd, you know that in this life, as long as he is alive, I will never know want. Can't you declare that? That's a high praise of God. Because you are putting your confidence in God and not in man, not in your own self, but in God and His power to take care of you. Amen? So that's so important. The two-edged sword in your hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples. In other words, you're coming against the devil as you're praising God. And you are bringing the judgment of God upon him. He says to bind their kings. Those principalities and powers can be bound through praise. And the words that you are declaring, the praises of God, will bind them, even their kings in chains. And their nobles with feathers of iron. To execute on them the written judgment. In other words, the written judgment is the promises of God concerning your life. God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. That's the written judgment. And as you praise God, you are establishing the written judgment and the devil has to give way. So praise is so important. Don't be too dignified. Lift up your hands. The Bible says, Paul said, he wants men everywhere, all believers, lifting up holy hands, without doubting, no fear, no doubting, worshipping God. And you are a believer, you ought to do that. You can't rebel against that. What's holding you from doing that? You worship God. Don't care about people. Just focus on God and what it says. Be a doer of the word. The word says to lift up holy hands. You say, well, I don't feel like doing it. What has feeling got to do with this? We walk by faith and not by sight. The feelings will catch up with it. And the blessings will follow that. So we obey what God says. Let's be exuberant about our worship of God. Let God know. You know, I read a thing about... Uh, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, many of you heard about Smith Wigglesworth. And they said, do you feel the Holy Spirit when you move and you are praying for people? He says, no. I move and he catches up with me and overtakes me. Amen. No feeling, I just do it. Because it's written in the book. It's the written judgment. Amen. So I declare it and I act on it. So we need to do this. To execute on them the written judgment. And God says, this honor have all the saints. Every one of us can do this. Every one of us can put the devil in his place through praise. Many times people praise God for something that's bad. Don't praise him for something that's bad. Okay? That's not something to praise him for. But praise him because you know you're just passing through. You walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You're just walking through. And that's uh, your promotion. You're going somewhere, amen? And this part has, happens to be a little dark there. But you're passing through. You're not camping there. You're just passing through. So thank God because He's leading you in the paths of righteousness 
for his name's sake. So you know where you're going. So that's what we need to do. We establish the written judgment on the enemy as we worship God. And the devil knows every time you start praising God or for something that's happening in your life, and not for that thing, but because you know God has a purpose, all things work together for good for them that love God, to, to those who are called according to His purpose. So it's His purpose, something is happening, don't make sense in the natural, but I need to worship God because God's cooking something. And when it's all finished, it's going to be really good. <laughs> Amen. So I can praise Him for that. You know, Paul and Silas, they were in jail. You know what people in our time would do? He said, Paul, I don't understand this. Silas speaking. I don't understand this. Are we in the will of God or not? I mean, we're preaching the gospel. Miracles are taking place. Why is God allowing us to be bound in chains like this? Paul says, let's praise God. He says, well, I don't feel like praising God. Okay. I mean, tell me. Explain to me. You are, Tell me. What's going on? We obey God and we get put in jail. We preach the gospel, we get put in jail. What's this? What's going on? But they knew the truth more than that. No question about why they were in jail. He says in the scriptures, Acts chapter 16, verse 25, he says, But at midnight, when it's really dark, that's when to start praising God. Amen. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. So when it's really dark, what do you do? That's the time to praise God. Sing the hymns and praise God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Don't hide it. That's what it means by sing aloud in your bed. Amen? They didn't care what the prisoners were thinking. Just these two guys. Causing all these rockers in that place. You're screaming and praising the Lord. And the prisoners are thinking, these guys must be idiots. They just got beaten. And they came and they're singing. And what's making them happy? What's wrong with them? Right? Doesn't seem natural. But they were singing and praising God. And the prisoners were, were listening to them. Then suddenly, Every time you praise God in tough times, suddenly it's taking place in the heavenlies. Amen? You may not see it in the natural, but believe me, there is some suddenly already going on up there that is going to hit your jailhouse, and every chain is going to be broken. But you've got to be praising Him. He says, suddenly there was a great earthquake. The devil cannot stand God's earthquake. He's got to run. That's why his Bible says when we praise God, we bind their kings with chains of iron. There was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaking. Where if God has to shake the foundation of what's holding you down, he will shake it. This is a literal building God's shaking to show he's not happy with what, they, with what they're doing with his servants. He's going to show himself. But we have to praise him. And he said immediately, the doors were open. May God open doors to you tonight in Jesus' name. Doors of opportunity, doors of blessings, doors of great financial blessings. May they be wide open for your life. Amen. In Jesus' name.
and every chain broken from your life so that you can be the person God called you to be. I really believe God wants to bless you financially. How can you do good to the poor and give to the widow if you got nothing? How can you be a blessing when you have you you are also in need? God says to be good to them, to bless the widows, to bless the fatherless, those that are in need. That's you, because you will have it in your hand. Whatever is holding you down tonight has got to be broken so that God's blessings will come upon your life so that you can do the good works that God has prepared for you from the foundation of the earth, the world, when Jesus died to make that possible for you tonight. In Jesus' name, may God's blessings come upon your life greatly as you obey God in blessing Him, in worshiping Him, telling Him that you are a child of Abraham, that you are privileged to become a part of the kingdom of God, a child of Abraham, a part of the covenant, the new covenant that God has placed you in. You're so special that you believe that because He's called you, the blessings are on His way. The blessings are on their way to your life. And He's going to be well. I don't care what your situation is today. Good days are ahead of you. Good days. Pleasant days are ahead of you. Beautiful days are ahead of you. All of those negative things are going to get out of your way so that God will have enlarged himself upon your life and then you can call, you can call him blessed and they will call you blessed of God. Amen. So shall it be. So shall it be in Jesus' name. So shall it be for everyone who is a part of your ark fellowship. I declare that in the name of Jesus. God's goodness will pursue your life, come upon you and overtake you. Thank God, grace, blessings will be upon you and your family and your children. And no evil will come near your dwelling. In the name of Jesus, the Lord, His zeal will perform it in your life. Amen. Always put praise first. The children of Israel... When they had a big war, they had three kings coming against them. And he says this in Second uh, uh, Chronicles chapter 20. And God gave a word of prophecy. God's going to take care of them. And when the people heard and they believed, they had their army together to go for battle. But they put the praise, the, uh, praise leaders in front of them. That's a way to go to fight. People with their guitars and everything singing and they're going for battle. And the enemy is saying, these people are crazy. They put their singers in front, no spears, nothing. That we're going to kill them. But he says, when they began to sing praises to God, and they began to speak of God's goodness and His mercy, God sent an ambushment on them and destroyed those kings, every one of them. And all the children of God had to do was sit back and watch as they killed one another and killed them. God is an amazing God. God can do this for us. You know, the Bible tells us in Isaiah 54, and you better hold that to your heart. God promised, I would never allow you to suffer shame. Amen. Amen. There are things that bring shame to us, you know. Especially when it's spread abroad, it becomes a problem. And causes damage to your life, your condition, and sometimes for a very long time. Where people are shaking their heads and wondering, what is this? Huh? What is going on? But God promised, I will not 
allow you to suffer shame. Yeah, the enemy will try to bring shame to your life, but God's going to stop him in his tracks and bring glory to your life. Because the Bible says, let the saints rejoice in glory. Amen? That's your inheritance. Glory. Let the saints rejoice in what? In glory. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Amen? If you don't praise God, you'll suffer shame. It's true. You'll suffer shame. If you don't worship God with gladness, shame's coming. It's the truth. If you want abundance, start praising God and worship God with gladness. Don't wait for somebody to pull you and try to make you worship God, calling you. I don't want anybody calling me to go to church. I don't want that. I've never had that much happen to me. If you call, I'm really frightened. What's going on with me, God? They're calling me now, but church, something is wrong. I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> it's a choice. And I'm going to call. When I'm through with this message, you will decide this is really a choice. But if you don't pray, worship God with gladness of heart, and your heart is down, and you can't praise God, you will suffer shame. Let me read some scripture to you, Deuteronomy chapter 28. This is real. This is real. I'm determined by the grace of God, as God allows me as a pastor, I'll speak the truth. And I know God will confirm his word with signs following. I got nothing to prove. To anybody, doesn't matter. They'll come. Amen? So I, I do what I have to do. God is the one that gives the increase. But I must speak the truth. And the truth will always prevail. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 47 and 48, it says, Because, listen, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart, for the abundance of everything. You didn't know that you have abundance of everything, did you? God has given you abundance of everything. And it says, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart. For the abundance of everything. Therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you. How? In hunger. Mm -hmm. In thirst. In nakedness. That's want. Real serious want. Where the people would notice. And that's shame. And in need of what? Everything. Everything. Because you are not serving God with gladness of heart. And you are not worshipping Him with joy. They are making you worship God. It's like almost a force. Somebody pleading with you. Uh, you don't understand. That's what it is. You have abundance. Notice, God says, if you worship Him, you will have what abundance of everything. He says that in... First Corinthians chapter 9 as well. That God will give you abundance of everything so that you can give to every good work. may not be today, but today can be the beginning. And don't despise the days of small beginnings. Because God is about to do something. But if you don't reverse yourself, 
You suffer these things. And these things bring shame to your life. So put on the garment of praise. Let the spirit of heaviness leave you. And have the garment of praise over your life. No matter what's going on now. Be beautiful before God. God will make you beautiful before the world. Remember there is a secret. The Bible says, What you do with God in secret, who sees in secret, He rewards you how? For the world to see. Praise Him in secret, even though things are maybe difficult today, with time, He'll let the world know what you've been doing in secret by the way He blesses you. Amen? That's the Word of God. So these are principles from God's Word. It's strange for Pastor Jason to be pleading with us to worship God. I don't want that. Amen? I'll do it. You want me to come out and dance? I'll dance. Crazy Pastor, you have called me crazy. Before long, you'll be coming to me and you'll be crazy as well. All of us crazy worshiping God. Amen? That's what it is. Be crazy. You remember how David was crazy before God? And he says, it's the same God that's put me over your father. And he will establish my throne. He didn't establish your father's throne, but mine is forever. Jesus is coming. He said that before God gave him the promise of Christ coming through him. You know that? But he had worshipped God. You never know. You never know. I like for those of you that are here tonight to be a seed for the rest of the congregation. Amen? Be exuberant about your praise of God. Don't be too reserved. Don't tell me this is the way God made me. Well, why would God make you that way and then ask you to do something different? (laughs) That's not right. That's just you because you are afraid of man and what people think about you. It's just the way it is. You can lift up your hands. You can dance a little. You may not move like some of the other guys move. Some sing praises to God. Others make joyful noise. Well, make your joyful noise. Amen? Stand up with me tonight and God will accept all. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Jason, you want to come up here? Tina, please come up here. Uh, Brianes, rest of you. Sometimes it's good uh, to demonstrate to God that we mean business. How many mean business tonight? Okay. Let's practice what we've heard. Amen? (laughs) Uh, Sing one of those powerful songs. Amen? (laughs) And let me see how we demonstrate before God. You see, sometimes we're so self-conscious and we're worried about people. Just do what God says. Amen? It's so simple. If you do it, then it becomes a part of you. And you got a gift from God. Amen? Let's worship God.
Crazy, right, Pastor? <laughs> Crazy, right? Amen. I've got a river living waters, a fountain that never will run dry. It's open heavens, you're releasing a fountain that never will run dry. Yes, cause we're stirring up deep, deep wells. Turn it up deep, deep water. We're gonna 
Father, we just want to thank you. You said in your word, draw near to God, and God will draw near to us. You said in your word that we should humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God, and God, you will lift us up. Tonight, we humble ourselves before you in obedience to your word. We ask that you give us grace and that you lift us up to yourself and help us to be obedient as we worship you with exuberance, with excitement, with joy because of all that you've done for us. We know your blessings are upon our lives and we're so grateful to you. We are indeed blessed people and we thank you for it. We know you go, you're going home with us tonight and you'll remain with us forever. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. God's people said, Amen. Amen.